Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth And gross darkness cover the people But the Lord shall arise Ladies and gentlemen, it's testimony time! Now put your hands together as we welcome Janine from the Dancing Stars to share a powerful testimony Wow, 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 wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, Janine, tell us, what has the Lord done for you? Um, Hi, I would like to say how God has changed my life since I became a born-again Christian. How God has changed her life since she became a born-again Christian. So, what was your life like before? So, as young as I can remember, I used to suffer from night terrors, which used to um, stop me from sleeping. At night. night terrors? Yes. So, tell us, what is a night terror um, that you suffered from? Night terrors is when um, you are awake, but things are happening to you whilst you're awake. So, I will see things in my room, I'll hear voices, I'll get strangled, suffocated. So, I was physically being harmed by something that I couldn't see, so... So you were trying to sleep, but you couldn't sleep because you'd see things, you'd hear voices, Mm -hmm. and even when you tried to sleep, you felt like sometimes you were even being strangled. Yes. So how did you deal with these? Um, How I dealt with this, I decided not to sleep at all. So I will uh, keep myself awake during the night. I'll try and find things to do to keep myself awake and to avoid going to sleep. So fast forward to you went to uni. How did you deal with it? Did it get better? Did it get worse? Um, no, it got worse when I went to university. Um, so I decided, for some reason, to pick up a Bible. And I decided to read the Bible and try and find answers within the Bible. However, I didn't quite understand what I was reading. So I decided, okay, let me just be a moral person and stop drinking, stop partying, stop going out, and hopefully it will go away. So you felt like if you became a moral person, you didn't drink, you didn't party, all these things would go away from your life. Yes. So did they go away from your life? No, they didn't. So um, they just got worse and worse. So I moved back to London and I was invited to First Love Church. So, and I gave my life to Christ here. So, um, since giving my life to Christ, it has completely stopped. And it's not something that I... Put your hands together for the Lord. So, she tried to be a moral person. She felt like being a moral person could save her. But being born again is not the same as being a moral Christian. So, tell us, Janine, how is your life like now? And what would you like to share with us? My life now is blessed by the grace of God. 
And I would like to encourage everyone here that being a moral person is not enough. And what you really need to do is actually give your life to Christ and be a born-again Christian. And then you'll see a real change in your life. So. Fantastic. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. You may take your seat, Janine. Now keep clapping as we welcome Olivia from the Greater Love Choir. Wow. Beautiful. So, Sister Olivia, tell us what the Lord has done for you. My name's Olivia. I'm from the Great Love Choir. And my testimony is about how God delivered me from masturbation. Sorry, tell us again, I think. Did you hear her at the back? They didn't hear you at the back, so tell us again. My testimony is about how God delivered me from masturbation. Powerful. So tell us, what was your life like before? Before first love, I used to go to the pub. Hey! So quiet girl like you used to go to the pub. Yeah. So tell us, what are some of the things you did at the pub? I used to do karaoke. I used to chat up older men. Shh, you have to listen to her. So she, you used to do karaoke? And chat up older men. And chat up older men. Wow. Wow, God is... Tell somebody, God is great. great. Wow, okay. So, what would happen... What would happen after you you went to the pub? After I got home from the pub, I would fantasize about these older men and have lustful thoughts, and this would lead me to masturbate. So, I went to a church, not First Love Church. I confided in a friend and told her about my issue, but she condemned me. And I just felt really down. So this went on for a long time. So how long in total did you... Over 10 ha- years. Over 10 say. years, okay. So fast forward, then what happened? Fast forward, I was invited to First Love's Church. And then I told my elder, and she shared some verses with me to meditate on. But because I didn't take action, I was still lost and struggling with the sin. Then what happened after that? Then after that, I started to pray consistently and expose myself to the word of God and come into services regularly. The change happened. So the change happened after you started consistently praying and exposing yourself to the word of God and to the church services. So what is your life like now? Tell us. Now, by the grace of God, I'm blessed. I no longer masturbate or do the things I used to do. Wow, put your hands together. That is a great change, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Wow. So, Olivia, what would you like to share with us today? What would you like to tell us? I would like to encourage anyone who's going through a similar issue that they should continue to pray, be consistent, pray without season, and expose yourself to the word of God. Wow. Fantastic. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Wow, 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 wow. Tell your neighbor, there's one more testimony. Now put your hands together as we welcome Sarah to share a powerful testimony.
beautiful. Beautiful. So, Sela, tell us what the Lord has done for you. The Lord has blessed me with a very good new job. Wow. Wow. So tell us, what were things like before you got this new job? Before I got this job, uh, mid-August, I was coming to the end of a fixed-term contract. Um, Leading up to that, I'd been speaking to my current employer. They had agreed that they would extend my contract. They had agreed a salary increase. And as I was coming to the end of my contract, I hadn't received any paperwork. So I started applying for other things from about March because I wanted to be proactive My contract was coming to an end in August. So on the final day of my contract, they handed me the document. Wow. So was it the, did you then get this fantastic package that they had promised you before? No, I did not. Wow. They reneged on all of their promises. They were very somewhere. I won't go into it, but they reneged on everything that that they had agreed verbally. And that was on the 13th of August. I decided that I wasn't going to accept their package. So on the 14th of August, I went into work with the intention to hand back my key, do a handover of my work, contract comes to an end, Marcella unemployed. So on that morning, I got a text from Bishop Richard at 7.13 in the morning. Wow. So he said, hi, Sella. I said, hi, Bishop. I was waiting for a song that I should sing either personally or a song for the Greater Love Choir or to be told that my song of the previous Sunday didn't quite land. Forgive! Wow. So was it any of the above? It was none of the above. Mm -hmm. Bishop Richard just said to me, your day is brighter than the sunshine. Wow. Wow. I said, wow. Wow. I said, wow. Wow. I said, wow, we'll see. Wow, we'll see. So I replied to him and I said, you know, this is very prophetic because I hadn't told him what was happening at work. I hadn't told him that I was on my way in to end my contract and be unemployed. And he just said, your day is brighter than the sunshine. I said, I receive it. It's a prophetic word. Anyway, the last thing he said to me as I discussed, you know, I began to tell him what was happening. He said to me, God has a very beautiful chapter in store for you. The next chapter is a beautiful one, and it won't take very long for that beautiful chapter to begin. I had been applying for a job since March. This was now the 14th of August. So five months. Five months. Mm -hmm. By the 17th of September, I had started a new job, which was more senior, and I won't give the list, but it was better in every way, all the ways that you are imagining. Wow, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. So, Salah, what would you like to tell us today? I would like to say that we should really believe in the words that seem um, off the cuff, impromptu, or informal. Um, I don't know why God didn't bless me through my five months of diligence. I don't know why God didn't bless me through my quiet time and being faithful in prayer and coming to church on Sunday. I don't know why God chooses to use a man and to use a pastor. When you get to heaven, maybe you can ask him. But what I know is that that is his method for bringing a blessing and for bringing a breakthrough into our lives. And God will come through for you. Wow. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not over yet. And turn to your other neighbor and say, are you ready for more?
Well, ladies and gentlemen, keep clapping your hands. Make some noise as we welcome Sela!
Jesus came and spoke to them, all power given unto me, in heaven and in all of the earth. Go ye and form everywhere, teach all nations, baptizing
Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. Oh, I can't feel your excitement. I believe you're in for a blessed time today. Amen. It is my singular privilege to introduce to you my pastor and your pastor, the oiled man. If you're excited as I am, make some Holy Ghost noise, clap your hands as we welcome to the pulpit Bishop Richard Ayer. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for a blessed time in your presence. Welcome, you Holy Spirit. Father, let your will be done. Lead us, Lord, into your word, Lord. Confirming your word with signs and wonders in our lives, Lord. Give us more testimonies, Lord. Let there be great changes in our lives, O God. Convert us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this marvelous privilege to be in your presence and to be in the company of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for a blessed time and a blessed day. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you and take your seats. Prayers you can make for the Holy Spirit. (laughs) So we're going to talk about prayers you can make. Praying for the Holy Spirit. Are you going to pray for the Holy Spirit? So we're going to talk about praying for the Holy Spirit. Where do we start from? Luke chapter 11. Is there a good place to start from? Anywhere is good, isn't it? Verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So right here, this passage establishes the importance and the fact that we can pray 
for the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus is, this is a statement made by Jesus. He's saying that we can pray for the Holy Spirit. And we are expected to pray for the Holy Spirit. So, it is a very, very important prayer topic to have in your life. And um, am I the only one who is hearing myself funny? I'm not the only one. 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 Yes, I'm not the only one. Yeah. So, um, can you still hear me? Am I beginning to sound like myself? Not there yet, isn't it? Almost. Okay, so, it's saying that how much more shall your heavenly father... How many of you have been asking your parents for good things and they give you good things? When you ask for it, they give it to you. Yeah, no problem if you don't get it. It means that you have to pray and change your attitude at home. Yeah, it's definitely not their fault. It's you, so work on it. Work on why you're not getting it. Maybe you should become softer. You should become nicer. You should become more humble, more sendable. Stop talking back. Stop answering back. Pass your exams. Get good grades. Um, maybe you stayed at home too long. Move out. Get a job and move out. <laughs> Leave the house. Yes. Yes. You are annoying now. You are dead. They've looked at fire. You are dead. They don't know what to do with you. You don't contribute to anything. Anyway, I can't defend your parents. I'm not here to defend them. I'm only guessing. So, whatever it is, whatever it is, do it so they can give you good gifts. Because Jesus is saying that parents know how to give good gifts. Good gifts. Give good gifts to their children. Then he's saying that how much more, how much more shall your heavenly father Give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. In other words, when you pray for the Holy Spirit, you will receive the Holy Spirit. Lift up your right hand and pray for the Holy Spirit. Close your eyes and ask God for the Holy Spirit. Ask him, pray for it. Don't whisper. Anytime you're in church and you're praying, never whisper. Speak out boldly. Boldly. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Ask him for the Holy Spirit. Ask him for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, it is important to pray for the Holy Spirit. And I'll advise you to pray for the Holy Spirit every day. Every day. Don't say because you speak in tongues, so you've got the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit every day. Every day. Now, why? That's what we are going to discover. Why we have to be, be praying. How we, why we have to be praying for the Holy Spirit. Now, the reason is very simple. I can tell you the reason. So that we can help me close the service earlier. The reason why you have to pray for the Holy Spirit is because there are different sides or aspects of the Holy Spirit. And you will discover that you don't have it all. 
or you don't have anything at all and you will need more and more and more of the Holy Spirit. You need more of him. You need him to take control over this wonderful, wonderful body that you have. Wonderful personality that you are. Was it last week that we talked about the temperament? Yes. I won't try today because last week it took me an hour to um, exit that um, deviation that I made, diversion that I made. Yes. So you will see that your raw nature and your raw self it's not, it's not the best. How many of you can already tell that your raw self is not the best? You need some supernatural help to become better. Yes, because your raw self, as you are, is not the greatest. It's not. It's not the greatest. It's not. It's not. It's not the nicest, isn't it? Yeah, sisters, is it true for you too? Because you look, you look so sweet. You look so sweet. You look so nice. You look so pleasant. You smile. You wave. You hug. We can't imagine anything. I mean, yeah. You look so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You look so spotless. I mean, you look so good. When the brothers see you, I mean, you look like a Christmas tree they want to have in their home forever. You look like Christmas lights. They like to turn on and never turn off. They can't picture you without the hair that they see. Can picture it. They actually believe that boys have short hair and girls have flowing hair, long hair. They don't even know when it grew, but for realize it's grown. First Corinthians. Are you in First Corinthians already? Chapter fifteen. First Corinthians chapter fifteen and verse forty. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. So just this passage is telling us that there are different types of bodies with different strengths. You understand? Don't don't confuse yourself by the word celestial and terrestrial. Yes, yes, no, it's a type, it's a type of body. It's a type of body because there will be type of bodies. After, after this world, after this world, after you, we die, or you die, or we die, and we are buried, just from, just from the, just from the story of Lazarus and the rich man, um, 
we see that after here, there's still a type of body. Because the Bible says that the rich man said, please put your finger in water and come and cool my tongue. For I feel torment in this flame. He could feel the heat. He could see, he could see Lazarus. He could see Abraham. I mean, he could see things. And he could remember. He could also remember. Because he remembered his brothers. He remembered his brothers. That he has five brothers. So he could remember them. So in other words, after we are out of this world, we'll still, we'll still be able to remember. We'll remember things. We'll remember people we've left on earth. You remember people that we should have witnessed to that we didn't witness to. Well, people that we should have led to Christ, we didn't lead to Christ. Shepherds, we remember people they should have followed up that they didn't follow up. People they should have taught right things that they didn't teach them the right things. People that they should have told them, you know, do this. They didn't tell them to do it. They told them other things. You will remember. You will remember. And all these, all these put together, your finger, your tongue, your eyes, your remembrance, tells me that you have a certain type of body. And then also the recognition. That's the other, you could recognize, you could see that that's Lazarus. That's the guy who used to sit at my gate and beg for food. And I'll tell them that give him the turkey bones, the turkey bones, the, the turkey that we couldn't eat and we're about to put in the bin, just give it to him. He's worrying us. This morning someone was telling me that a lady came to her to ask her, a homeless lady to ask her for Whatever they asked for. And she gave her some biscuits. Gave her some biscuits. And the lady wouldn't go. Because she wanted money. She didn't want biscuits. She wants money. That, that was Lazarus. He was sitting at the rich man's table. Begging. Begging. When, when these two ladies, the, the rich one this morning, there was a rich one and there was a poor one. When they get to heaven, they'll recognize each other. That, oh, there's a lady who came to my car, to the window of my car. I was asking me, I gave her a biscuit and she wouldn't go. This is a woman, this is her. So you will recognize the body, but the body will be different. Different. Celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. Different bodies, each one having its glory. Verse 41. You understand, isn't it? It's easy to understand the Bible, isn't it? Then, There is one glory of the sun and there's another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for the star differeth from one one star in glory. I think now you understand all these, isn't it? Yes. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. So I'm trying to, this, the rest of the passage is trying to show us and define to us what we really are like and why we probably need to pray more for the Holy Spirit. So you see here, the first word you see is corruption. I want you to remember corruption. That there's the resurrection of the dead. It says, so it's the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption and then it is raised in incorruption. Verse 43. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. Then the second word that you see is dishonor. And then, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. May you walk in power. So the third word you need to see is um, 
weakness, isn't it? So we have corruption, dishonor, and weakness. How many of you can relate with these three words? That your body, as I say, is corrupted. It's corrupt, isn't it? Corrupt. Dodgy desires, dodgy feelings, dodgy ideas. I mean, things that, things that you, you don't like to do, that's what you find yourself doing. Even if you don't do it, things that you don't like to think about, that's what you think about. After you finish having your powerful quiet time, the, the choir was singing to us, quiet time, quiet time. They don't want to get to heaven and be told, oh, I don't know you, quiet time. After you finish that powerful quiet time, sometimes the things you imagine the things you imagine, the things you imagine, are not, it's, not, it's not nice, isn't it? It's not nice. It's not nice. I mean, if you, 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 even, feel, you, you even feel that you're a dodgy person. You've just finished praying, worshiping God, crying, this, and then how can you be thinking this way? It's like, you know, it's like these people that you see on supermarket car parks dressed in suits and things and they approach you. They are selling DVDs and different things. I mean, like, it's like, how can a nice, decent, decent young man have this kind of deals? You see, one day, <laughs> look, don't repeat this story anyway. I'm going, to, I'm going to share a secret to you. I'm not going to tell you who it happened to. But don't repeat it anywhere because you could be repeating it to someone that is a, that's the person. So be very careful. Don't share it anywhere. Even if you meet the Pope, don't tell the Pope that you heard this story. One day, there was this uh, man of God. He was walking on Oxford Street. <laughs> Laugh before I tell you the story. <laughs> Look at the Oxford Street, and then this guy comes up to him with a box. <laughs> and in the box is a camera, expensive camera, nice camera. Takes it out, shows it to him. Everything. <laughs> this camera will cost about four hundred pounds. I just, he should just bring 50 pounds and take it. <laughs> I'm explaining corruption to you. Decently dressed young man. Nice guy. Nice guy. Good guy. I mean, he looks good. Opens a box to this. Man, man of God. Man of God. Do you know man of God? That's why I said, don't repeat the story anyway. I mean, don't, don't, think, don't think it's not someone. When is the person? Don't, don't, don't think. Because it could be the person. Opens it. Shows him the camera. He says, to 50 pounds. He says, no, he's not sure. I think he even tried to haggle a bit. He said, maybe he will give 40. So at the point, the, the guy said, okay, 40, no problem. You can have it. He said, okay. I mean, it's like, he's just holding the box. So he said, can I put it in the bag for you to take? So he just takes it out. <laughs> comes back and puts it in the bag for him. He gives it to him. Ah, 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 
So he also just took it. Happy that he's bought his nice, expensive 400 pound camera for 40 pounds. What a brilliant deal. He skipped, I mean, he skipped home. I'm sure he even stopped his shopping on Oxford Street that day. He skipped home. When he got home, and he opened the camera box, everything, label everything. When he opened it, do you know what was in it? Huh? Do you want to know? Are you sure you want to know? (laughs) A beggar. A beggar. A beggar. A beggar. A McDonald's beggar. With no chips. A beggar. Yes. Same box, everything. Beggar. <laughs> Look, the day this thing happened, I, share with you, I couldn't laugh. That's why I'm laughing all my laughter today because I've, I've not been able to laugh. It's been, it's been about 15 years now. I've not been able to laugh. I've not, I've not been able to laugh at all. Every time I just... So I said, oh, people are wicked. <laughs> yeah. Corruption. Yeah. Your, your body is sown in this honor. It's like the body as you see it. It's not any honorable thing. It's not anything that brings pride and respect. The things you can do. The things. I mean, some, some of the things, some of the things. How many of you are even happy that some of the things that you do, no one asks you about it? How many of you are happy about it? Because it's, it's, it's not nice, isn't it? It's not a nice discussion to have. That, can, you, can, you imagine, can you imagine I call you to have a discussion with you about that thing? I mean, how? I mean, how? I mean, it's not, you know, it's, the, the word is disgraceful. It's embarrassing, but that's the body. So, so you see, again, this is why you need to pray for the Holy Spirit to reduce your activities of dishonor and to help this body to be stronger and better. Who is Zach? Ah, you are Zach. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not a word of knowledge. I just know that Zach said somewhere. <laughs> It's like I've seen somebody today. There's somebody here called Zach. Who is Zach? No, no, no. No, no, no. no his mom told me he was in church, and I told his mom that I've not seen him since he started coming. I've not met him before, but I know he sits. So he told me where he sits. He sits next to uh, the young man sitting next to him. So I just, yeah. So I just had to check that. Which one? Because I don't know what the last time I saw him, he was like four years old. Yeah, I've not seen him again, so I, I don't know what he looks like. So you know why I said, Who is Zach? It's not it's not prophetic. <laughs> you look very impressed that I said, Who is Zach? And I was standing in front of Zach. It's like, wow. <laughs> no. 
then it says that sown in weakness. I realize your body is weak. Sometimes you can't control it, isn't it? Sometimes you can't control it. You can't control it. As, as, ba- as much as you know that the thing you're about to decide on is wrong, but you can't stop yourself from deciding that it is wrong. How many of you know what I am talking about? Yes. Yes. It's not like you don't know. It's not, it's not like you don't know. Yeah. It's not like you don't know. It's not like, I mean, it's not like you are, you are so evil that you, you like doing evil things. No. You know it's evil. You know it's wrong. You know it's bad. You know it's destructive. You know it's not a good thing to do. Yes. But weakness. It's like you can't help it. You can't, sometimes you can't help it. You try, but you can't help it. You try, but you can't help it. You can't. Before you realize, realize you are slipping and sliding. You know slipping and sliding. Slipping, sliding, slipping, sliding. You can't stop. You can't stop the descent. You are just going down and down and down. That's weakness. That's weakness. I think after these three points, I can close the service. Because you can see the body. Corrupt. Dishonor. And it's weak. So how can you help yourself? You can help yourself by praying for the Holy Spirit. Praying for the Holy Spirit. Imagine in the beginning, in the, in the beginning, we're made out of dust. That's what, you see, God, you see, God knows our, our real state. Jesus knows our real state. That's why he advised us, pray for the Holy Spirit. We're made out of dust. Then he took the dust, the dust like that, and the Bible says, and he breathed into it. He breathed. The, it's the breath of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, then man became a living being. Man became a living being. That, that, the thing that was dust, that is nothing. Dust is like rubbish. Nothing. Nothing. From dust, from dust are we made. We are dust and we are made out of dust. We are nothing. If you leave the dust without the supernatural assistance and help, the dust is dust. <laughs> there, 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 there. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. It's the breath of God that kicked us up into existence. So if we want to continue living, living. And after this, after this came the fall of man. After this, then man fell. After man fell, man lost that relationship with God. And that living, that the living, living like I'm living for God. I am for God. I'm a man of God. I am a man of God. I'm someone who is pleasing God. Man lost it because he had fallen. A man began to do all sorts of things which has continued till today. So, we need to reconnect. And at least, at least, if we can't, at least approximate Close, as close as we can, get to the life that Christ made and God, that God made in the beginning with his breath and with his life. That we are led and influenced by the spirit. Otherwise, corruption, dishonor, and weakness. Sometimes you ask people a question, you can say the person is lying. But the person is so helpless. 
It's so, so helpless. This is, I watch people lie and I say to myself, oh, I mean, I just say to myself, why? Sometimes I feel bad that I even ask the question that you have to lie. The other day, a sister went to lay ambush. You understand ambush? You understand my story? You understand my story? Listen, don't react too early. Went to lay ambush for, for someone to get the attention of somebody who is close to me. And therefore, when she tells the person her story, the person will come and tell me. Do you understand? So she went to lay ambush at the most unexpected place. When this person arrived there, they said, oh, hello. Hello. Um, whatever, whatever, whatever. I am this. You are who? Happy to meet you. I just heard you talking and I thought that I would just meet you here and this. And then, I don't even know how the conversation changed. Because it changed to a fantastic confession that she had to make. That somebody who is somebody, who is somebody, somebody, somebody has been, it's like the person has been playing with her heart. And suddenly the person has dumped her. You know, so I said, when I heard this story, I said, this story is so marvelous. I mean, it's so, it's like, it's like the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I said, no, but I don't believe it. She deliberately came to wait there to see you, to tell you, so that you come and tell me so that I will go, my precious, nice brother, helpful brother that I have, so that I will go and execute him. I said, me, me, I'm now even going to promote him. <laughs> yes, he's, he's even now going to become my best friend. Because when you were frolicking, do you understand, frolicking, enjoying undercover, you didn't confess. You didn't say anything because of your corrupt nature. You kept it under wraps. How many wives? Let me ask you a question. Don't ask anybody. If you're sitting next to a wife, look straight. You understand? You have to look straight. If a wife is a person to your right or left or behind you, you have to look straight. How many? Are you looking straight? Prepare to look straight. How many wives? Are you still here or you're going? How many wives today, a married woman today, will tell you that I was sleeping with my husband before we got married? How many of them will say such a thing? It's called to the grave. TTG. Are you looking straight? I said, look straight. Look straight. But this same guy, this same guy that today they, they've put him under wraps and undercover and taking comprehensive insurance for. The same guy. If he had done them, then they'll go and lay ambush somewhere for the bishop. He say, you know, hmm, I want you to know this person that you think is so dead, he's not like that. Oh. He's been going out with me for 16 months. 15 months. 16 months. He's done everything to me. I can't say it. I'm so sorry. I know I should, but I can't even say it. Everything. We've done everything. 
You don't have anything. I just thought I'll let you know. I'll let you know. You're a liar. To me, you're a liar. And an evil confessor. You should act a movie. You should, you should act a movie entitled Black Widow. And be the star in it. If you have the Holy Spirit and you respond to the Holy Spirit, when you slip, you say, I've made a mistake. Don't keep it under wraps. And then when you are losing the person, you come out with a confession so that it's like both, so that both of us will go down. Do you understand my point? It's like both of us should go down. I'm not going to allow him to go free. Both of us should go down. He is not as good and nice as you think he is. That's what I say. Ask them. If I sit, sit next to your wife, look straight. Look straight. You think about it. How many of them will ever say? Are you looking straight? Keep looking straight. Don't look around at all because it's very, it's very delicate. If you look around, you can easily, somebody can easily ask you, now what are you looking at? <laughs> so why are you looking at me? Look straight. I said, look straight. <laughs> So you see, our, our natural self is very selfish. Always wants things, always, you know, fighting for things, to look good, to look perfect, to take somebody down, to make somebody look bad. Always, I mean, it's like, we can't, it's like we can't stand the envy, the jealous. It's so strong. It's very strong in us. Look, without the Holy Spirit, even the church will be a very chaotic place. Very, very chaotic place. Without the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit. Without the lead, the guidance, the influence, the control of the Holy Spirit. Even the church, even the church, the people in the church. Very, very corrupt. Be very corrupt. With lies, deception. Zigzag lifestyle. Do you know zigzag? Just picture a lot of Zs. Zigzags. Zigzags. You see one person, he's had several beloveds. Yes, he can't. You see, it's like, you know, even the fact that, the fact that you can go out with this one, and then this one's best friend, and then this one's cousin. You see, it tells you how, it's, it's like you can't even help yourself. It's like you are so natural that the thing that you see and is closest to you is what you want to eat. It's like you can't go to a party and you are serving, you say, oh no, I'm okay. It's like once, I, once it's food, I'll eat it. I think you understand, you understand it now, isn't it? Okay, so I should move on. Why we should pray? So now let, let's move. I think it's, it's very clear. I don't want to say more stories. Too many stories have flooded my head. Yeah, so let me... Yeah. We are weak, isn't it? It's better. We are weak. I can tell you a lot of embarrassing, bad, I mean, bad behavior. But it's okay. Ezekiel 36. Today's a short service, so before you realize it's over, I'm encouraging you to pray for the Holy Spirit. I'm encouraging you to pray for the Holy Spirit. So that you don't think that someone is, is like this person is super. No. A 
It is the Holy Spirit. It is more of the Holy Spirit. More of the Holy More and more of the Holy Spirit. Verse 25. Ezekiel 36, verse 25. What does he say? He says that, then, I, then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Verse 26. A new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you an heart of flesh. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. This one, this, these are the things that are happening when you become born again. That's why when someone gets saved, we say a great change. You, you, can you hear the testimonies? You see a great change. A great change. This is, that's the power of salvation. That's the power of salvation. Someone is asking, so what about those of us who are saved, who are still struggling? I don't know. I'm not talking about you yet. I'm not talking about you yet. But you see that when you are saved, you see that there's a great change. And perhaps, perhaps, I'm also saying that you should ask yourself and judge yourself whether you are saved. Yes, because uh, you say you are saved, but you are full of wickedness, wicked spirits, wicked activities, uncontrollable spirits. Don't let me say, you judge yourself. When you get saved, he said, I will give you a new heart will I give you, a new heart. That's why you see, when someone is born again, you see, when you are born again, you engage the Holy Spirit. It's only by the Spirit of God that you can call Jesus Lord. You can't do it without the Holy Spirit. You can't. So when you are born again, it's one of your first initial experiences of the Holy Spirit. That you, so you receive a new heart, a softer heart, a softer heart. So you see, your attitude changes. People who know you will know that you have changed. You will see that you are changing. You see, these days you don't argue. These days you don't talk back. You see, one of the testimonies you even get is from your home. Mommy should be able to say that you've changed. Mommy should be able to say, let me go and see that church you've been going to because I can see a change. I've seen a few parents come into church. Well, I see them, I say, wow, they're coming to spy. Yeah, I've seen a few parents come in. But you see, they, they should be able to wonder that what has changed? Because this is you don't talk back. You don't give an attitude. You don't bang doors. You don't slam doors. You don't walk away. You don't, you don't, all those rude things have changed. So what has changed? He said, I will give you a new heart. A new heart I will give to you. I'll give you a new heart. You just, you, you just seem like I've just gone forward, said a prayer. By the time you turn and you are going back, you are a new person. You are literally, practically a new person. A new, new, new human being. A new person. A new person. Now after that, we still have to pray for the Holy Spirit. Because there are still more things. More things. You see, have you heard, have you heard the expression, I'm growing in the Lord, or somebody is maturing in the Lord? Have you heard that expression before? All that the person is saying is that I'm coming more and more under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The more you are influenced by the Spirit, the more matured you are in the faith. Because we see less of your natural tendencies, your natural self. So when you see somebody not growing, 
as he was when he came to give his life to Christ. He's still the same. Same issues, same challenges, same problems, same attitude. I mean, same, 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 same. When, when I say same, I mean, I'm not talking about like an accident. But it's like, that is who you are. That is who you are. Then it means that you need more of the Holy Spirit. You need extra urgent attention from the Holy Spirit to correct those things in your life. Because you are still the same. So now, when we pray for the Holy Spirit, what are we actually praying for? Wow. Do you still have time? First, John chapter 14. John 14. It's beautiful. It's not beautiful. Verse 15. Let's start from verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. How many of you love the Lord? Do you really love him? You sure? They keep his commandments. That's all he's saying. Then verse 16. And I will pray the Father... And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Wow. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Take me back to verse 16 and if you have the amplified version can we read it from the amplified version? Amplified version will help us understand what Jesus was asking for us. He's saying here that and I'll ask the father and he will give you another comforter. He will give you another counselor. When you are praying for the Holy Spirit you are praying for a counselor. You are praying for a counselor. You are praying for someone to counsel you. Someone to advise you. Someone to tell you, do it. It's good. Flow. And someone to tell you, and someone to give you reasons why you shouldn't. That's a counselor. He will talk to you. He will talk to you. Who talk to you, who explain to you. Look, he's real. He's so real. He's so real. I pray he becomes real to you. Look, your bus center leader is not everywhere with you. Your pastor is not everywhere with you. You, even you, even you, you can tell that he doesn't know everything. Isn't it? He doesn't know everything. I mean, if he knew if he knew everything, you would wish the earth to open for you to disappear. Yeah, I saw somebody skipping around me happily, and I said, "I remember." I said, I, "The thought that occurred to me was that if this if this guy knew what I knew about him, how would he behave?" Because the way he's, it's, it's like, it's like, he believes I don't know. And I'm also determined that he will not know that I know. Because, yeah, oh, but I know, I mean, we know a lot of things we can't say. Why should you say everything about someone that you know? Why do you want to embarrass someone? Why do you want to disgrace someone? 
Why do you want to dishonor someone? Well, even, even the person knowing that you know it's an accusation. Yeah. That brings weakness. You weaken the person. When God said, your sins I will remember no more. Why? How come God that we don't see? We are very confident towards him. And that we are not confident towards our brothers. everything that you know that you say. So that's when you know you don't say. Even when you discover that somebody has stolen something of yours, you don't even say it. Don't say it. Just look after your things well. Lock it. <laughs> yes. ago. I was a teenager then. And we had a neighbor. The wife of this neighbor. I'm not exaggerating. Was big. I mean she was big. Big. I mean big. One afternoon. One afternoon. When in our, we were in our house. Then we had our gate open. Usually when you hear the sound of the gate, I mean, you would wonder who is coming, you know, who, who is just coming into the house like that. Suddenly, just big woman. We saw her. She wasn't walking in. So I remember my mom ran out to meet her. He said, what's the problem? He said, why are you running? He said, anything happened to your husband? Anything happened to your children? What is it? She ran past my mother. Into our house, inside, she came inside the house. Inside the house. Then she came to hide behind one of the. I mean, how, how can you hide behind a chair? How can you hide? So my mom had to calm her down and ask her, What is the problem? Before she could start talking, there comes her husband. I think he came with a cane. He came. Very angry. He said, What problem is this today? What problem is it? kind of problem is this? Do you know what the problem is? The problem is that apparently when he is going to work the bag of rice that they have in the house These are, not, these are not like poor people or anything. It's just, it's, it's just the nature of the person. The nature. It's not like they are poor. Huskers. No, 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 no. Some of their children were amid in secondary school. There was, no, there was no problem with them. He uses a ruler to measure. So when he comes back from work, then he will measure again to check whether any has been taken off 
And that day when he measured, the wife, but is it not your wife is supposed to cook for you? Me, I don't even understand that problem till today. He measured again. And some had gone off and asked her, where is the rice? And she couldn't answer. Hence the chase. So, you know, <laughs> The point I want to make to you is that some people, when they enter the house, they can't see this. Where is my this? Where is my that? And you live with people and you're asking, Where is your this? They're human beings, they have eaten it. Where's my pie? Who has eaten my pie? Where's my apple? Where's my banana? Two of you live in the house and you are shouting. Where's the orange juice? I'm just saying that it's not everything that you ask. Even when you have found out that you know who has taken, you don't say anything. Just don't, just don't say anything. Don't embarrass people. Understand, understand. The people, you know, people are a certain way. And you are also a certain way. Understand it. How can you go around the house and say, where's my wig? And you can see it on, on your sister's head. And you say, where's my wig? <laughs> Where's my wig? Where's my wig? <laughs> what do you mean, where's your wig? How many heads are there in the well, How many heads are there in the house? He'll be your counselor. When you pray for him, he'll counsel you. He'll counsel you. He'll give you advice. He's able to give you advice. That's what the Bible says. He'll convict you of righteousness, convict you of sin. He, 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 you see, he, he, would, he, would, he would move in. If you are alive, he would move into your life. He will move into your life and help. When you're about to do something very stupid, I mean, you're about to make, commit one of the greatest blunders in your life, he will tell you that, no, no, no. He said that, I said, pray for him and know him. Pray for him and know him. Pray for him and know him. Your regrets will be almost non-existent in, in your life. Because he will tell you, you're about to make one of the, Stupidest mistakes in your life. Stupidest. He'll counsel you. Counsel. He'll be there to counsel. He'll be speaking to you. That's why you will say that. I was. I don't know what happened, but something said to me today. Something said. Something said. Something said. It's your counselor. When you pray for the Holy Spirit, you are praying for a helper. He will help you. He will help you when you are studying. He will help you when you are studying. He will help you. He will help you when you are caught between a rock and a hard place. And you don't know what to do. You don't know where to say. You don't know where to tend to. The Holy Spirit will help you. He's a helper. He will help you. When you can't remember things, he will remind you. He will remind you. In the exam room, he will remind you. He will always remind you. He'll be your helper. Be your helper. He will assist you. He will make you look better than you really are. When you pray for the Holy Spirit, you are praying for a helper. You are praying for someone to help you, knowing that your body is corrupt. Dishonor. And then what's the last one? Weak. You need help. If you are weak, you need help. You need help. 
That's what the scripture says, that he helpeth us in our infirmities. When we don't know what to pray for and how to pray, he helps us. He comes in and helps us. He helps. Even in prayer, he helps. That's why speaking in tongues is good. Because the Holy Spirit takes over the prayer. You don't know how to pray. You don't even know what to pray about. You don't even know how to articulate your words. The Holy Spirit helps. One of his main jobs is to help you pray. He'll help you pray. Can you see infirmity there? Infirmity is weakness. It's your handicap. It's your shortfall. It's your limitations. It's the things that you can't do. When you pray for the Holy Spirit, you are praying for help. I need a helper. I need somebody to help me. 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 Remember when you ask some of you need a math teachers, isn't it? Yes, that's how to help you with maths. It was like when you see maths, it was like a different language. It was like a different language to you. You needed a helper. So when you've got somebody who understands everything, and the person is explaining it to you, it makes it easier for you to understand. That's the Holy Spirit. When you're reading the Bible, you don't understand it. You don't understand. The Holy Spirit helps you to understand. He explains what you are reading to you. He's your teacher. It's, your tea. it's the Holy Spirit that makes your quiet time sweet and a wonderful experience because he comes in and he begins to explain what you are reading to you. A few days ago, I was watching Pastor Benny, Pastor Benny Hen. His teachings are deep. I mean deep. You, you actually need the Holy Spirit to understand what he's teaching. I mean he's deep. Anybody who likes, anybody who likes Pastor Benny and loves his teaching, and if it's not for him to pray for you, just when he's teaching, I'm talking about teaching, this is like a miracle service, he's teaching, he's teaching packs that he has. And I was watching it. I won't, I won't, I won't lie to you. I was lost. <laughs> then suddenly, then suddenly he said, he said, lay hands on yourselves and pray for revelation. He said, ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation because, because you won't understand what I'm saying. So they all laid hands on themselves and they prayed in the video. I also laid hands on myself there and I prayed and I said, okay, let's start again. Then he started again. So he started again. He started going deeper and deeper and deeper. I was lost. Just when I got lost, he said, he said, I know you are lost. I can't help you. Yes. That is it. And that's the truth. You're lost. He said, he said, I know you. I know you are all lost, but I can't help you. It's only the Holy Spirit that can help you. Yes. Yes. It's as though, it's as though he was in my room and he could see my difficulty. But I, I didn't know where he was going now. But he was going and he was enjoying what he was teaching. He was enjoying it and flowing. He said, I know you are lost. He said, I know you are lost. He said, now I know you are lost, but now I can't help you. Because he tried to help earlier. That pray. So if the, your prayer has not been answered, he doesn't know what to do again. He left us. He left us and taught and taught and taught and preached and preached with things. I mean, he really, but I'm going, to, I'm going to go back to it. By the end of this week, revelation will come. Amen. Mm, be praying for me as you're at home. If you don't have any prayer topic, remember me. That let me pray for Bishop. He's, he's struggling to understand something. Holy Spirit will help you. He will help you to understand things. 
Things are, so you listen to me. How many of you have listened to messages you didn't understand? And then you listen, you didn't, you didn't understand. So you, you say to yourself, ah, ah, ah. It's the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to pray for the Holy Spirit. He will help you. Then, intercessor. When you pray for the Holy Spirit, you are praying for an intercessor. You are praying for someone to stand on your behalf, to speak on your behalf, to help you, to help you in your mistakes, in your sins. You are praying for someone to stand in there, to stand in there to help you. He's an intercessor. Then, it's time to close. So, next one is he's an advocate. Advocate. He will defend you when the accuser is throwing things at you. He will defend you. When you are praying for the Holy Spirit, you are praying for an advocate. You are praying for an advocate. Have you seen someone in the courts of law with a lawyer? His defense attorney. That's it. His defense attorney. Speaking on his behalf. Arguing. He's a murderer, but he has somebody arguing for him. Yes. Even though he, he's guilty, he knows he's guilty, and the, def, the attorney also knows he's guilty, he would defend, he would defend and get him acquitted. Yeah. He's your advocate. When people are pointing fingers at you, saying things at you, about you, Satan reminding you of all the bad things that you have done, all the wicked things you have done, how, why you don't qualify, how you don't do this, how you don't do that, you know. That's why I don't talk to you about some things, even if I know about it. I don't know everything. I don't know a lot of things. The few that I know. That's why I don't, because I don't want to add my voice to the accuser. Because the more people you discover know about your faults, the weaker you get. Yes, you get weaker. You get weaker and weaker. You feel bad. You feel terrible. When just God knows, you feel, oh, a spirit knows, so it's okay. Because <laughs> God is a spirit. God is a spirit. Yes. You just say, oh, I mean, God. And then you say, oh, God is merciful. He's kind. Hey, these men, if they get to know, they'll kill me. No. No. He'll be your advocate. He will stand there on your behalf. He will stand there on your behalf. Never, never fail in praying for the Holy Spirit. Don't stop praying for the Holy Spirit. Don't stop. Don't stop it. Don't say, I speak in tongues now, so I've got everything. No, don't stop. You need him. You need him as, as your advocate. You need him as your advocate. How many of you can already feel that you need him as your advocate? You have some cases that you need him to stand in. He shall stand in for you. I said he will stand in for you. Someone was sharing with me how her profession was about to end. I don't know whether she even knew that. She even knew what was happening to her. Her profession is coming to an end. See, some of the jobs, when you make a mistake, that's your end in that profession. It's not like you can just, you'll be sacked and you go and look for a job somewhere else. No, it's your end. It's, your, it's, a, it's the end of your professional career. So I just said to her, I just said to her, don't give up. Don't. I said, don't. Don't allow them to just, to just use you as a scapegoat. Don't. I said, pray, 
pray and go and stand there and defend yourself. I'm even surprised I haven't heard her testimony yet. In case she doesn't know it's a testimony, it's a testimony. Tell her it's a testimony. You, do, you don't know? Yeah, she, she has heard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was there. I was there when she sent me the message that, do you know they've dropped the charges? I said, I said, I said, I know because you have an advocate. You have an advocate. I know. You have somebody who has been working on you whilst you are asleep and snoring. He's working on you. Even when you are not thinking about it. He's, he's working tirelessly. Tirelessly. Tirelessly to keep you. To keep you in the job. To keep you there so that your mind and your heart will be free to serve God. Yes. So if you don't know that you deserve a miracle. You deserve a miracle. You haven't heard of, of that man who they said that he has built us a synagogue. He has built us a synagogue. Some of you, by your work, your dedication, your devotion to God, you deserve a miracle. And you will have a miracle. Yes. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't say to yourself, you deserve punishment, you deserve this. No, you deserve a miracle. You deserve a miracle. Your hours of rehearsals, your hours of practice, your time, your heart, your dedication, your devotion, the Holy Spirit will rise up and defend you and release into your life a miracle and a testimony. You deserve a miracle. You deserve a miracle. You deserve a miracle. You deserve to be vindicated. You deserve it. And God will do it for you by his grace. I said God will do it for you by his grace. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. No. No. It's not in vain. It's not in vain. That's what the Bible says. Be steadfast. It means that in the moments when you feel like giving up. In the moments when you feel like you have failed. In the moments when you feel like you don't qualify. In the moments when you feel demoted and you feel that this is the end. The Bible says be steadfast. Unmovable. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. In the work of the Lord. Always find a point, a corner. And hide yourself. Say, I will work for God from this corner. I will work for him from this angle. I will do something for God. Be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work. For as much as you know, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It is not in vain. It is not in vain. It is not in vain. You have a comforter. A comforter whose name is Advocate. Speaking for you. Talking for you. That you deserve a miracle. You'll be explaining. You'll be explaining. You may not even see maybe the realm of the spirit. But you'll be explaining things you've done. Sacrifices you've made. Contributions you've made. Offerings you've given. Time you've used. Things that, I mean things. You were explaining your devotion and your dedication. No. No. He deserves a miracle. That's what he said. He loved this nation. He built us a synagogue. He deserves a miracle. He deserves a miracle. For your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God is not in the business of calling you and then leaving you to disgrace and to shame. No, 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 no. You'll be honored. You'll be honored. Even when you slip, you make a mistake. Be assured, be assured that God will take care of you. 
Give me back my passage. Sit down. The next thing is that he's your strengthener. When you pray for the Holy Spirit, you're praying for a strengthener. Someone to strengthen you. You remember the body is weak. Yes, he'll make you strong. Where you are weak, you shall become strong. I said, where you are weak, you will become strong. You will be known as a champion in that area. You'll be strong in that zone. Where you are weak, you'll become strong. This be your strengthener. 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 He heard David praying and saying, the Lord is my strength. David is one of the wonderful people who lived in the Old Testament. Because he relates with God as though he knows about the Holy Spirit. He's the one who prayed and said, take not thy, thy spirit from me. Don't take your spirit from me. Don't take it away. Don't take I, your spirit. I like it. In times when they were reading the Torah, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He was into the Holy Spirit. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. He's the one who prays that the Lord is my strength. 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 When you pray for the Holy Spirit, you are praying for strength. You are praying for strength. Remember, this Anna, corrupt, weak. What else? What else? Is there any hope? There's no hope apart from having the Holy Spirit. He shall be your strength now. Amen. I say, he shall be your strength now. Amen. It's only by the Holy Spirit, that, Holy Spirit that we can say that I can do all things. I can do all things. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. I can. It is by the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us such confessions and say that I can do all things. Otherwise, we are disqualified. You know, you know, before the service started, you were disqualified. Before the race started, you were disqualified. It's only by the Holy Spirit that we can say I can. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. The strength is coming from the Holy Spirit. He's your strength now. Take me back to my passage so I can end. And then, he's your standby. He's your standby. When everything goes off, when everything fails, when your regular operations and regular machines, your regular machinery and your regular methods fail, he's your standby. He's like, he's like, he's like the Reserve, reserve striker on the bench. Reserve striker on the bench. That when suddenly, when suddenly the main striker gets injured, it's like, who can help us finish this match? Who can help us finish this match? Who can see us through? Who can, who can see us through? That's the Holy Spirit in your life. He says, stand by. He says, stand by. He's there, he's there, he's there waiting. He's waiting. He's always waiting. Waiting for his chance. Waiting for the opportunity. Waiting for a door. Waiting for you to be down. He'll kick in. You'll see that you're up. You'll be saying to yourself, I was down a minute ago. How did I get here? How did I become so anointed? How did I become so powerful? How did I become so successful? How did I rise up? How did I rise up? I thought I was cast down in shame and in dust. How did I rise up? The standby. The standby kicked in. The reserve, the reserve player came on. You don't see him, but he's there. He's there, pacing up and down for you. You will never be put to shame. You will never be put to shame. 
you will never fall out of the race. He is the one that gives you stamina. He gives you stamina. When you ask, when you say to yourself, I don't know where I got the strength from. I don't know where I got the strength from. You got the strength from the Holy Spirit. I don't know. I don't know how I made it. I don't know how I did it. I felt I was over. I had, I had suicidal thoughts. I don't even know how I'm still alive. You are still alive because of the standby. The standby. He said, you will not die. You will not die. You will not die. You will live. You will live to serve your God. You will live to finish your course. You will live to finish your race. You will live to fight a good fight. The standby came in and took over. Took over. Took over for you. When your life was directed in weakness, corruption, dishonor, shame, embarrassment, mistakes, failures. You don't even, it's like you even feel, is life even worth living? How many of you have ever thought so? Is life worth living? Ah, too many of you. You are too young to have had such thoughts. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Yes, pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for him. Pray for more of him. He's your standby. I'm not your standby. The Holy Spirit is your standby. Pray for the Holy Spirit. If you put, if you pin your hopes on a man, the Bible says that cursed is the one who puts his hope in, in the arm of flesh. Cursed. Do you understand cursed? The word cursed is frustrated. You'll be frustrated. You'll be disappointed. You'll be hurt. Yeah. It will, be a, it will be a painful experience when you put your trust in the arm of flesh. Cursed is that man. Frustrated, disappointed. Down and out is that guy whose confidence is in another man or in another person. No. Put your confidence in the standby. He's a standby. He's a standby. How many things do you have today that the Holy Spirit is in your life? Six. Yes. So when you pray, these six things happen in your life. We shall continue when next we meet. Stand to your feet. <laughs> John fourteen sixteen. Oh, who is that? Should be one of your best passages. And I will ask the Father and he will give you Another comforter. Who is a counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and stand by that he may remain with you forever. He's with you forever. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. You have him forever. You have him forever. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be with you forever. He's going to be with you forever. Forever he's there. He's there. He's going to be with you. He's going to be with you forever. All the time he'll be with you. That's when he's a counselor. Because sometimes you hear counsel and then you don't want to do it. He's the one that tells you. He's the one that, if you like, disturbs you with that, with that thing that was said. Or that thing that, he's the one. He's the one that keeps repeating it. The Bible says he will bring it to remembrance. He will remind you. So he's the one. It's not a foolish thought. It's not a, it's not a thought of the thought. It's not a thought that you should bind and cast away. It's the Holy Spirit that's prompting you. Do you remember this? Do you remember this? Were you not told this? Were you not told this? He's counseling you. He's urging you. He's urging you. He's urging you that don't fail. Don't become a disappointment. 
You see, that's what the Bible says, grieve not the spirit. It says, grieve not the spirit. They also say that, quench not the spirit. Grief, grief is like, it's like making someone sad. It's like, don't make him sad. Don't make him sad. Don't upset him. He's with you all the time. He's with you all, all the time. He's with you. Talking to you, guiding you, explaining. Don't do things that make him sad. How many of you have friends that sometimes make you sad? Friends, beloved, sometimes they make you sad, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes by the time you finish talking to them, you're sad, you're upset. It's like I thought we we're friends. I thought you and my, those of you who make beloved and things your best friends. I know people have very interesting ways of talking. They're always talking, this person is my best friend. You know, my wife is my best friend. My husband is my best friend. This is my best friend. Best, they're, always promo- they're always appointing best friends. I don't know. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that people have a way of talking. Yes. Mm. Best friend. Okay. Mm. No problem. shall remain with you. How many feel like praying for the Holy Spirit? I'm going to give you five minutes to pray for the Holy Spirit. Do you have anything in particular whether you want him to counsel you, be your advocate, intercessor, something? Think about it as you are praying. Know that these six things are being activated in your life. Close your eyes and begin to pray. Listen to me. Listen before we start. You know, the reason why when you're praying, especially in church, you have to pray loud, is to drown your thoughts. Because your thoughts have a way of taking you even out of the service. Yes, it takes you out of the service. So you need the sound to remind you that we are praying. That I am praying. I'm not imagining lunch. I'm not imagining dinner. I'm not imagining my assignment that I have to go and finish. I'm not imagining what mom said to me before I left at the home. I'm not imagining the last whatever that I experienced. No, I'm praying. I'm praying. That's, that's why I keep saying, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Because when you hear your voice praying, you stay with the prayer. You stay with the prayer. You stay with it. But when you sleep, before you're even sleeping, before you, you slept, anytime you get the chance to pray, shout. Don't pray quiet. Don't, don't do those quiet prayers. The Bible said Jesus Christ prayed with loud cries. Loud cries. He prayed loudly. Mm. Are you ready to pray? Okay. Close your eyes also to concentrate and begin to pray now for the Holy Spirit. Pray.
Pray for the Holy Spirit. Ask God for the Holy Spirit. Ask Him. Ask Him. Ask Him. Ask Him for the Holy Spirit. Ask God for the Holy Spirit. Spirit, Holy Spirit, pray. 
pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for more.
now still in prayer every eye still closed every head bowed you're here today I'm sure somebody invited you to church or you've been coming to church but deep in your heart you feel far from God you don't have a relationship with God and today you want to say pastor pray with me I need Jesus in my life I want to be saved I want to be born again I want to go to heaven when I die I want my sins to be forgiven and I want my sins to be washed away. I'm tired. I'm burdened. I need freedom. I need Jesus in my life. If you're here like that, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life. If you're here like that, just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Wherever you're standing, God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hand. God bless you. Just your right hand. Lift up high. Lift up high. Yes, keep it up. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hands. You also want to join in. You also want, if you feel, should I lift up my hand or should I not lift up my hand? Just lift it up. It means the Holy Spirit telling you, this is your day. This is your day for salvation. If you're not sure and you keep thinking, you keep battling within yourself, should I or should I not? Your counselor is speaking to you and saying that this is your day. Just lift up your hand and receive Jesus today. He's guiding you. He's guiding you to salvation. That's a sign. That's his first, his first interaction with you is to say to you that, yes, lift up your hand and give your life to Jesus. Don't debate with him. Don't struggle with him. He's your helper. He's here to help you. He's helping you. He's counseling you. Say, yes, lift up your hand and give your life to Jesus. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. Respond to him today. He'll be your friend. He'll be your friend. He'll be your comforter. He will talk to you more. He'll guide you more. Just your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Don't debate. Don't struggle. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all. You also want to join in. Just your right hand. Then I can pray with you. I can pray with you. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, now I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come here. Come to me in the front. Your hand is lifted. Yes. Yes. Just come. Come. Yes. You lifted up your hand. Come. Don't stay. Come. I'm not thinking about the sights. Come. Yes. Won't come. be there to the lady enjoy in the braids. Yes, come. Down there, yes. I Grayish braids. Come. Right. Come. Come to Jesus. As long as you're there. Come. As long as there is you. Even if you didn't lift up your hands, but you want to come and give your life if to Jesus. There come. Were no gates of you are allowed to come. Come on, church, sing. Jesus today. If there never was another world, oh, 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 mm. or a land where we won't grow. Come to Jesus. You lifted up your hand. Come. I'm not thinking about you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to come to Jesus. Come. Won't be there to enjoy yes. the view. You can come. You can also give your life to Jesus. I think heaven will be alright. Yes. Just as long as you're
bow your heads Say this prayer after me Especially those of you in front Whole church help us as we say this prayer Say with me Say dear father Please forgive me I am a sinner Please wash away my sins I believe in Jesus Say it Say I believe in Jesus I believe Jesus died for me And he rose up on the third day Now say Lord Jesus Please come into my heart Please be the Lord of my life Say from today I'll serve you I'll live for you I will obey you Say Heavenly Father Please write my name In the book of life Now say thank you Father For accepting me And for delivering me From working for Satan From now I'll work for you Lord I'll live for you Lord I will obey you Lord Let your will be done in my life In Jesus name Amen. Father, I pray for these wonderful ones. Thank you that they shall be established. They shall be planted in your house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now listen to me, all of you in front. What you did is called giving your life to Jesus, who is the same as being saved, who is the same as being born again. So your new life has just begun to grow in this new life. You have to come to church every Sunday. Every Sunday be here. Don't let anybody chase you. Don't let anybody fight with you. Don't let anybody wrestle with you. Sundays are for God. Sundays are for God now. You come to church on Sundays. Every day you read your Bible and you will pray. Even if you don't know how to pray, just say, Lord, I thank you for today. You will learn how to pray and you will grow in the Lord. So don't, it's just the beginning. It's not, the, it's not the beginning and the end. You are not graduating. You are now starting. So every Sunday, are you listening to me? Every Sunday, hello honey, every Sunday, be in church. Be here. This is your church. Be here. Look, that's why I want you to look at me so you can see me every Sunday. When you don't see my face, it's like that you're in the wrong church. Unless you are told that I've traveled. So come to church means that here, come to church here, where you give your life to Christ. Come to church here every Sunday, every Sunday, and you grow in the Lord. You become tall and mighty in the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. We have some gifts for you. Receive it before you go back to your seats. Father, let them be blessed as they read these books. Speak to them. Guide them. May they grow in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Take eat. This is my body that was broken for you. Drink. This is my blood that was shed for you.
Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal, the meal of God. It will sustain you, it will bring you life when I see the blood. Oh, this morning 
may she be healed. May she recover. I speak strength into her body. Strength. We send forth angels to revive her now. In Jesus name Lord. Thank you Father. For recovery. For strength. And for life. Thank you for added intelligence to your people. By the power of the blood. The power of the blood. The power of the blood. Receive greater deeper understanding in whatever course you are studying and whatever work you are doing receive a supernatural upgrade of your thinking and your understanding thank you Father thank you Lord that whatever could not affect Jesus will not be able to affect us in the name of Jesus we have prayed the body of Christ eat it the blood of Jesus drink all of it receive open doors of favor Receive open doors of help. Receive stability. Somebody feels like you're about to lose your job. You will not lose that job. Somebody feels you're about to lose something precious to you. You will not lose that precious thing. Be established by the blood of Jesus. Be established by the name of Jesus. Be established. Instead of losing, you shall rather be honored and promoted. There shall be a sudden change. The heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. And he turns it whithersoever pleases him. May he turn the heart of whoever matters to favor you. To look at you kindly and to favor you. Receive favor in the eyes of every form of authority. By the power of the name of Jesus. Be favored. Be favored. Be favored. You will walk in favor. You will walk in favor. You will not be displaced. You will not be sacked. You will not. You will not be disgraced. Receive the grace and the power of honor. You shall be honored. You shall be promoted. You shall be blessed. You shall be blessed. Receive a blessing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Your mother is well. Yes. She's well. She shall live and not die. She's well. Thank you, Father, for comforting, for strength, for encouraging, and for working on our behalf. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Give Jesus a hand clap, my friend. Your club is very poor compared to the miracles that have taken place. Wow. 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 God bless you. Take your seats. I feel this week you are really going to pray for the Holy Spirit. 
Before you sleep, before you wake up, when you wake up, you will pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week.